It really doesn't get a whole lot better than this. Christmas Eve. No matter how old or jaded we may be, regardless of whether we deserve coal in our stockings or not, Christmas Eve, it never fails to work its magic. We've got all the lights in our sanctuary, the candles are burning, the poinsettias are blooming, and here we are in the midst of all of it to worship. Some of us were raised in this church and we wouldn't dream of being anywhere else today. Others made plans weeks ago and are here for the very first time. Some of us are here with questions. Others are just waiting to get home to finish everything else. Some of us made a last-minute decision to come, and we're still wondering if we made the right choice. And others were dragged here against their will. (laughs) There are some, as I said before, who are here tonight with more Christmases ahead than behind. And there are, of course, some of us who only have a few Christmases left. And with each passing one, we feel more nostalgic about the past. So whoever you are, whatever feelings and thoughts and questions you've brought tonight, it is my hope and my prayer that at the very least, you encounter the light of the world in Jesus. As Emmett read for us, Luke says, While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Would you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. I am beside myself. Have you ever heard that expression before? I am beside myself. It is one of my grandmother's favorite things to say. And she is here, sitting on the right side by the center aisle. I am beside myself, child. And to be honest, I'm not really sure what it means. I don't even think she knows what it means. And yet she says it all the time. And the craziest part of all is she uses it to express things on both sides of the emotional spectrum. She'll get a card in the mail from a relative she hasn't heard from in 10 years, and she'll pick up the phone and she'll say, Precious lamb, I am beside myself. (laughs) And then she'll turn on the TV, and she'll see some horrible thing that has happened across the world. She'll pick up the phone and she'll say, Child, I am beside myself. I love my grandmother with every fiber of my being, and I will contend that she decorates for holidays better than anyone on planet Earth. Who else has 76 Easter bunnies that she hides in her house for her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren now to discover on Easter morning? But of all her decorations, the greatest decoration of all, her pride and her joy is her manger scene. Her manger scene. Every year, she sets aside the time to pull out the box with every individual character wrapped in their own paper just to make sure she can place them perfectly in their preordained spot. The camels, the camels are so lifelike, they look like they have spit on the bureau where they're situated during December. The magi, the magi that aren't supposed to be there, they are so majestic that I am sure if you opened up their tiny little boxes, you would indeed find gold and frankincense and myrrh. The details in Mary and Joseph's faces are so incredible that you can see how excited they are and how terrified they are that they are now responsible for another human being. She loves her manger scene. But one year, 
For one Christmas, when we arrived at her house, she opened the door. She greeted us with her favorite expression, I am beside myself. I had hoped that she was beside herself in joy because her entire family had showed up to her house, but I was wrong. No, she was beside herself that day because Jesus was missing from the manger. And friends, you cannot have Christmas without baby Jesus. The manger, it appeared as perfect as planned, except there right in the middle was the tiny little feeding trough. The one that Jesus was supposed to be wrapped in swaddling clothes, resting perfectly, and he was missing. So we looked, and we looked, and we looked, 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 looked. We checked the box where the manger scene was kept the other 11 months of the year. We checked under the bureau. We even found ourselves looking for baby Jesus in the refrigerator. And the longer we looked, the more my grandmother became beside herself. Jesus was indeed missing. And only later, having gone through every sock drawer and every basement box and even the trash, did we find baby Jesus. You see, when my grandmother set up her manger scene that year, she put in the feeding trough upside down. It looked like it was empty. When in fact, when I looked close enough, I could see baby Jesus' little fingers and his little toes sticking out of the bottom, crushed under the weight of his makeshift crib. My grandmother had put him in upside down. Jesus was there the entire time. I am beside myself. Christmas, it's filled with all sorts of stuff. Rather than bemoaning the commercialization and the commodification of the holiday, we can just focus on the church herself. Because we've got all sorts of decorations We've got all the best songs from the hymnal to sing today. We will even end this service under the beauty of candlelight. But contrary to what we see or hear this time of year, the biblical story itself is simple. It is brief, and it is very straightforward. Jesus' birth doesn't even get a whole verse. When it came time to deliver her child, she did and laid him in a manger wrapped in bands of cloth. His birth barely gets a verse. According to Luke, all the other clutter that might distract people like you and me from the profound truth of the Incarnation, it is pushed to the side. There are no magi. There are no gifts. There is no one there. It is Mary. It is Joseph. And it is Jesus. But Luke does share this incredibly powerful moment that happened somewhere else. Not in the manger scene. Somewhere else. Out in the fields where the heavenly host proclaims the arrival of someone and something new to the shepherds. It would be one thing to expect this kind of declaration about the inbreaking of the kingdom to be done in front of the emperor at Rome or even the governor's palace in Jerusalem. But God does something contrary and incredibly different to the systems and the expectations of the world. So while people today focus on the places of power and the people in power, Luke draws our attention to the margins somewhere else, to the fields. There's a reason that shepherds had to live in the field. Not just because it's where their livestock lived, not just because they smelled bad, but because they were seen as subclass. They were not fit to be in cities and towns and villages. And God says, this is where I'm making all things new. He sends his angel to the fields in the wilderness. That is where the glory of the Lord shines the brightest. This is the sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth lying in a manger. That child is the Savior. 
He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. I'm sure that most of us have heard this story enough times that those three titles don't carry the weight that they once did. The angel of the Lord announces that God is going to change everything to the least likely of people. And even more outrageous is the fact that God says, I'm going to change everything through a baby. How can a baby, a tiny, a weak, and a vulnerable thing, be the Savior and the Messiah and the Lord? Only a God like ours would see fit to transform the very fabric of reality with something tiny and weak and vulnerable. Gone are the days when military might would reign supreme. No longer would economic prosperity dictate the terms of existence. God brings forth a wholeness of life in the life of his only son, whom God ordains a restoring of all things through and with and in. Luke begins the story by talking about Emperor Augustus and Governor Quirinius, but that's not where the story ends. It's like he's saying everyone thinks they're the most important people in the world, and they're wrong because the most important person in the world is born in a feeding trough to a virgin and her engaged husband. The birth of Jesus in the world it establishes something new, something new that drives people like us crazy. The first will be last, and the last will be first. The arrival of the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, it upsets all of our expectations and assumptions. Because today we foolishly assume that we know where Jesus is, or at the very least where Jesus should be. We elevate particular politicians because we think they are on Jesus' side. Or we dismiss entire populations of people because we think Jesus is on our side. We relegate the Lord of all life to our perfect manger scenes only to pack them away in a few days. The story of Christmas, the story that we are listening to and remembering and celebrating tonight is the fact that God cannot and God will not be stopped. God saw and God sees the disparities of this world and makes a way where there is and was no way. God knows better than we do about what's best for us. And the Lord, the one often missing from the manger scenes as our lives, arrives as Jesus the Christ, a baby, vulnerable and weak and tiny. The craziest thing of all, the thing that we cannot forget is that that same baby, the one we worship and adore, the one with the teeny tiny toes, the one resting in the feeding trough, is the same man who walked through Galilee who was transfigured magnificently, who fed his people abundantly, who walked on water miraculously, who suffered on the cross tragically and rose from the grave majestically. The story of Christmas, the story of Easter, the story of God incarnate in Jesus Christ is that the womb and the tomb could not and cannot contain the grace of God. No matter whether or not we think Jesus is missing, he is there And he is here, and he always will be. So I offer this to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.